Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. I want to start off by saying to each and every single one of you, Merry Christmas and welcome to this special online only service. I pray that you all had a wonderful Christmas and are finding rest during this season. I just want to take a few moments of your time and share a quick word with you all as we are with our families this morning. Now, when thinking about what to speak about on this Sunday, I came to Luke chapter 2. Luke 2 is a chapter that we all know, probably by heart. It's a chapter we often hear during the Christmas season because Luke 2 covers the birth of Jesus and the shepherds. Now, I love how these two things are back-to-back in Scripture, the birth of Jesus and the shepherds. The entire purpose, the entire storyline of Luke chapter 2 is the gospel. Here, let me show you what I'm talking about. When the chapter begins, we see that a census has been ordered and everyone is to go back to their hometowns. For Joseph and a very pregnant Mary, this would be Bethlehem. Now, while they were in town in Bethlehem and they were performing their civic duty of checking in, Mary gave the look to Joseph. Now, us dads know what that means, the look. It's the the baby's on its way, it's coming, we need to do this now look. And so frantically, Joseph is trying to find a place for Mary to lay her head, but also to have a baby. Well, it just so happens that a census was taking place and there was no room, as they say, at the end. And so the only thing available was a stable. Now, not being picky, they call that stable home, And Mary ends up having Jesus there. And it would be there, in a stable next to animals, that our Savior was born. And without even knowing it, without even them realizing as the events were taking place, that every single thing that happened leading to that very moment was prophesied in Scripture already. And Joseph and Mary had front row seats to witness God himself becoming flesh. The Messiah had arrived. So now that the Messiah is here, now that he's arrived, there must be some type of way that we have to announce it. we got to let the world know that the Messiah has arrived. There's got to be a way to get the word out. So people need to know that the long-awaited Messiah has arrived. Now, it would probably make sense that we should do this announcement at the temple where all the Pharisees and the teachers of the law are. After all, these guys know they have studied it. Their entire generations have studied it 
over and over about the arrival of the Messiah. If anyone knows about the Messiah, what his purpose is, and what is going to happen, it's these guys. So we start with the religious officials who know the word better than anyone. And you see, once they see that the Messiah has arrived, then they can start preparing the way. They can call a town hall and say, listen, the Messiah has arrived. So it would make perfect sense that we start at the temple with the religious officials. But that's not going to work. Because the religious officials are part of the oppression that Jesus is coming to save his people from. It wasn't a physical oppression, say that of the Romans, but a spiritual and mental oppression, which is often sometimes even worse. However, God has already decided how he was going to announce the arrival of his son. He found the perfect group of people. He chose a group that was working class, uneducated, dirty, and probably not so religious. These people probably used common language. They weren't fancy or used big words. They weren't anything special in the eyes of society. This group spent more time in fields with sheep and lambs than they ever did with people. And this group would be considered unclean to even walk into the temple to share the news of the arrival of the Messiah. And I mean, now that I'm saying it out loud, this group may not actually be the best group to have this message, to have this, this put on them about the arrival of the Messiah. Except they were. Who better to be handed the message of the Lamb of God than a group of shepherds who knows a lamb when they see it? Hmm. And after seeing the child, after seeing the lamb, the shepherds couldn't contain it. They couldn't hold it in. They went out into the cities and they started to spread the word that the Messiah had arrived, that the Lamb of God is here. He is here to save us all. The, the Savior has been born. The scripture actually says that they came and they worshipped the boy. They went out and told the city of his arrival. And then it says that they came back a second time. A second time to come and to worship the child. They could not contain. They were excited that they, these shepherds, were the first to receive this message. This message of hope that generations have been waiting for. And they were the first to be told. These guys were excited because they knew what they were in the presence of. And after Luke chapter 2, after this moment with the shepherds, we don't ever hear from these guys again. They're there, and then they're gone. This is the only time we see them. I mean, these guys really 
were nobodies. Really, they really were nobodies. And you want to know why I love Luke chapter 2? It's because those guys out on the field that night, the nobodies, well, that's me. The shepherds are me, a nobody. It was the nobodies that God gave the most important message in the world to, and it is still a group of nobodies that he has entrusted that same message today. That he, God himself, through his love, through his grace, through his salvation, through his son, through the Lamb, has turned nobodies into somebodies. He has made all of us shepherds, keepers of the most important message in the world. And let us feel the excitement that they did on that night to share the message of Jesus Christ. You see, unlike those shepherds, we know how the story ends. We know where that baby grows up and who he becomes and what he does. And most importantly, we know that the Lamb of God, even though sacrificed, was risen from that tomb and resurrected to save all of us from our sin. You see, we have the full story. We have the entire gift. And we have an obligation to tell the world that Christ has risen from the dead. And so, friends and church, I'm telling you that God has placed on us a gift. Let us not keep this message to ourselves. And let us, dare I say, let us recognize the Lamb when we see it. And this morning, with Christmas now in our rearview mirror, I pray that you find rest and peace in Him, in Jesus Christ. And I pray, of course, I hope that Santa has made it to your house and has left you gifts under the tree, but let us not neglect the gift of that child who he grew up to be, to become, and I cross. Let us not neglect that gift. And if you haven't already, friends, I encourage you all to read Luke chapter 2 as a family and experience that announcement of the Messiah like the shepherds did that night in the desert. God bless you all, and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.